Hey guys, it's Ashley Mayo. I'm back with another travel episode for golf.com. And this month we're going to Pinehurst. You've probably heard about it. It's one of America's first golf resorts founded in 1895. And really it's been a stalwart. It's located in the middle of North Carolina, pretty much smack dab in the middle. Um, best way to get there is to fly to Raleigh and it has nine golf courses. Nine courses? Nine courses. That's Do you know what crazy. they're called, Sean? Uh, one, two, three, four. That's five, exactly six, right. They seven, keep it nine. simple. <laughs> I like that. So that's Sean Zock. He's going to interject with the questions that you guys asked me on Instagram. He's going to be the voice of the people again. So welcome back, Sean. I like that. <laughs> uh, so Pinehurst, as I said, was founded in 1895. The village of Pinehurst was designed actually by the same guy who designed Central Park. Ooh. It's really charming. Uh, you can drive around in a golf cart. It's it's really old school. Even today, when that's one of my favorite parts about the resort is just experiencing that kind of step back in time. Uh, the first golf course at Pinehurst was laid out in 1897, so almost right away. And then four years later, it hosted its first amateur championship. So right away from the beginning of this kind of storied resort, it became a marquee destination. Fast forward hundreds of years, <laughs> or basically 100 years, uh, and Pinehurst, to put it nicely, became a little lazy. Okay. Uh, they were the only show in town for so long in terms of golf resorts in America that you know the, the innovation required there to, to stay relevant maybe wasn't as you know, steady as okay. it should have been. And so with the advent of these other resorts popping up all over the country, they rightfully realized that they needed to start innovating. And the first step in that was hiring Core and Crenshaw, Bill Core and Ben Crenshaw to redesign number two, which is by far their most storied championship golf course. It's hosted more championships than any other golf course in America. Their mission was they realized that number two was becoming too much of a factory of sorts. Okay. And, you know, just kind of hosting these championships. The character was getting lost. It was getting really long and just kind of difficult. And, you know, golfers would play it, you know, just the Joe Schmoes like us would play it and be like, oh, we would feel like getting like we just got beat up. Yeah. After playing that course. That's something I don't think a lot of people understand. Character. Character. Your golf course character. I don't even know if I understand it. So I think a lot of times when people say golf course character, they're talking a lot about the greens and just the complexes. So a, a green is where you're actually putting. But the complex is what surrounds that green and how you interact and kind of the your introduction to that green almost. Uh, and so the, what, what Core and Crenshaw did, or one of the things that they did, was restore that essence, Pinehurst's essence, the one that Donald Ross introduced way back when. Uh, they tried to restore that back, and, and a lot of that came with the greens. So, you know, the runoffs, it, Pinehurst number two is known for its turtleback greens, so they're humped and kind of curved down around the edges. I mean, for me, I feel like they reject my approach yeah, shots. Yeah, it's like very difficult. <laughs> they, yeah, it sure does. But, um, it, but if you have the right complexes, which is the area that surrounds the green, then it, it becomes a really interesting test. So it's a true second shot golf horse. Mm -hmm. um, and, and that's something that I know uh, Corin Crenshaw have said that they really uh, tried to focus on a lot with their redesign. But they also removed all the rough. 
So Pinehurst began that way with no ref, and it slowly started getting rough because of this whole championship mentality, Mm -hmm. and we had to make it a super tough test. And ironically, when you remove ref, you're introducing a lot of the course around it, you know, just the the runoff areas. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't make a course easier. It just makes it more interesting. Um, And then they also introduced a lot of native grasses, and it just, like, looks old school. You know, it looks like you're kind of stepping back into a time when golf was just starting, uh, which is really, really cool. So that redesign of Pinehurst Number 2, which started in 2010, debuted in 2011, was really kind of the first big step for Pinehurst Resort in terms of becoming you know, a more intriguing, interesting destination again. And the first time I was supposed to play Pinehurst was back in 2006 when I was in college, uh, and we were going to have a match there at Pinehurst Number 2. But it got snowed out. <laughs> and that was in late February. That was that was unusual. So um, my, my second time going back to Pinehurst was for the U.S. Open when it hosted not only the men's U.S. Open, but the women's U.S. Open in back-to-back weeks in 2014. And that's when I, I went there and thought, wow, this is actually a really interesting destination. Admittedly, I never really thought it would be. Uh, It never really was at the forefront of my mind when I was considering resorts and destinations to visit. Uh, so, so 2014 really piqued my interest, and then I went back a couple years later, just as you know, a golf nut, <laughs> and and did my first buddies trip there. I've been three times since, and 2011 was the first of this revival, Pinehurst revival. 2016, it continued with the opening of the Deuce, which is Pinehurst's uh, 19th hole. Yeah, it's it, awesome. It's awesome, right? You've been there. Yep. Yeah. So it looks over the 18th hole at Pinehurst number two, people cheer, people boo, <laughs> mm-hmm. puts a little pressure. It's well, a great little setting. Yeah, yeah. I haven't heard too many boos, to be honest, but mm-hmm. maybe late in the day when, when they're drinking a lot, you know, that, that can happen. But it, it puts some, uh, it makes it fun to play that hole yeah. because you know that there are people watching, but then it also makes it fun to hang out there after. It's a gigantic green too like gigantic it's 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 tricky uh, for all the great reasons yeah and so that that happened 2017 gil hans opened the cradle which is a nine hole par three course have you played there also great also great yeah i I would say the distances range from 40 yards to 130 yards yeah yeah i mean you can i don't know what you hit for pitching wedge but i use pitching wedge on every single hole you just, did? just one club. I mean, you just have to play it in different ways. You play yeah. it down, you play it upward. It's great. Yeah, that's super fun. And they have these Seamus fescue bags that you can throw in maybe four or five clubs and um, just, just you know, walk out there kind of carefree. They have speakers in the fescue mm-hmm. throughout the entire course. So you feel like the fescue is singing to you. <laughs> it's a super fun experience. Uh, I love that I see kids and a lot of women out there, couples, um, every time that I tee it up out there. So the cradle is super fun. That was a 2017 edition. This will do. The putting green was uh, a counterpart to the cradle. It sits almost right next to the cradle. Huge putting green. That was another 2017 edition. Uh, And then in 2018, Pinehurst number four got redesigned by Gil Hans. And Pinehurst number four looks very similar to Pinehurst number two, but it plays very different. Whereas Pinehurst number two, as I said, you know, before, I feel like it repels my approach shots, (laughs) but in a fun way, in an interesting way, Pinehurst number four just plays more inviting. 
and a little more fun in terms of if you're actually trying to score. Um, okay. So so Pinehurst number four is awesome. I wouldn't even call it a, a redesign. It's more of a com- total restoration. It is completely different from the four that there that was there before just a couple years ago. So again, Gil Hans tried to restore it way back to its original days. Um, and that this whole uh, notion of Pinehurst trying to become new by being old is interesting. Um, it's, it's really a nod to celebrating what made it so great when it emerged. Yeah. And so I think it's really worth everyone's time to experience it because it, in, a, in a really cool and modern and fresh way, it feels like walking back in time. Uh, and not just the golf courses, but you have the Carolina Inn, the Holly Inn, the village of Pinehurst. It's all very charming and very kind of old world. Yeah, it's a campus. For sure. <laughs> in all like iterations of the word. It is a big, big spot and you could get lost in various spots of it or you could go with a buddy's trip. And your friends can be on one side of it, and you can be on the other, and you won't really see them. You won't see much of them. Yeah. No, you might not. Um, but as big as it might sound, nine golf courses, you know, you have four lodging options, you have a plethora of restaurants, it is still just a small town. Um, it's it's located in a small village of Pinehurst. You can take your, your golf cart and drive around everywhere. And, and so it, it's a lot of golf, but kind of artfully and tastefully placed where you're never going to feel like you're in this huge world (laughs) so they've they've managed to achieve that somehow all right let's talk about getting there Uh, yeah the obvious question is where do you fly yeah if you're coming from new york you're coming from la you're coming from anywhere where are you flying into so yeah i know someone asked if it's more convenient to fly into raleigh or into uh charlotte and 100% Raleigh is the way to go because Pinehurst has set up an airport shuttle service that runs at the top of the hour, both from RDU, which is the airport, and also from the Carolina Hotel. So at the top of the hour, it'll pick you up at RDU, drive you down to Pinehurst, which is about a two-hour drive, and it costs $94 per person each way. So $94, not that much I considering mean, the drive. If you want to rent a car, go ahead, but yeah. This yeah. takes that out of the equation. You don't need to because once you do get to Pinehurst, the shuttle service there is also really reliable. And then it also picks you up from the Carolina Hotel at the top of the hour uh, and, and brings you to the airport. Now, these top of the hour rules, you know, the, they are constrained. It won't pick you up at 3 a.m. Yeah. <laughs> uh, generally, it runs from about 6 a.m. to 7 p.m. every hour. So it's, it's really reliable and a, and a great way to get there. All right. So now everybody that goes to any golf resort, the first thing you want to do is play golf, right? Yes. So the question is, of course, Piners number two and Piners number four, those are atop your list, but numbers one, three, five, six, seven, eight, nine. All these numbers. Uh, yeah. How, how do they <laughs> stack up? Yeah. So I would say when you first get there and you have just a couple hours before dinner or whatever, depending on the time that you get there, play the cradle. I think it's a great introduction to Pinehurst. It's super fun. It takes an hour. You can play it twice, play it for two hours. Um, It's just fantastic. But, you know, for C.D. Dunlap's uh, question, I would say numbers two, four, and eight offer a very similar style. They're all, you know, kind of they have Donald Ross's swales and slopes and, and green complexes. So if you're looking for that kind of, Ross challenge introduce number eight to to your mix it has no homes on it. It, it it's a really pure test of what Donald Ross wanted to offer but if you're looking to juxtapose 
that kind of raw style, um, then consider number seven and number nine. Number nine is a Nicholas course. It's a signature course, meaning Jack Nicholas actually visited that site and was hands-on on the grounds and built, helped build that course. It has like a more secluded private club feel. So it's a, it's a great test of golf. It's, it's a very long championship golf course, but it also has five sets of tees and offers variety. Uh, so, you know, that it's just, it's, it's, it's one to consider if you're kind of over the raw style. And then the other one to consider is number seven, which is I think the second longest golf course on property behind number two. Um, and it, and it's a Reese Jones course built in 1986, and it was built as an ode to the 100th anniversary of Pinehurst. So we're talking about a lot of the different courses, but in terms of the ones that are most recent, the next question is from PJ Bukela. What is the better addition to the Pinehurst experience? The remodel to number four or the short course cradle? So by better addition, I'm not sure what he means. Um, better addition in terms of the strength of the overall resort or better addition in terms of what's available now to play? And I think that the answers are, are a little different. So first of all, if you're talking about what's a better addition in terms of a golfer's point of view, I would say they're both great additions, um, you know, because they're totally different. You have time to play them both. I can tell yeah. you that. <laughs> Um, all you need is an hour to play the cradle. So if you, if you don't think you have enough time to play both, just play four faster. <laughs> um, they're totally different. You know, you can play the cradle with your kids, with your, your better half. You know, you're, you can bring basically anyone and introduce them to golf in a great way by playing the cradle with them. Or you can play with, you know, your four very avid golfers, scratch golfers, and have a blast out there. Um, and like I said, it'll only take an hour. So why not just experience that and have a lot of laughs? Pioneer's number four is a total must. It's hosting the U.S. Amateur in 2019. And the redesign, remodeled kind of reconstruction of it really helped it put a stake in the ground in terms of making it a must play when you go to Pinehurst. You know, it, it does look similar to Pinehurst number two, but it plays very different. So if you do have a 36 hole day where you play number two in the morning and number four in the afternoon, it's going to feel very complete. All right. I know you haven't played all the courses out there, but the next question is from Danny Pat Smith. What is the toughest hole for non-pro players like us? You're not pro. No. <laughs> um, I would, you know, this is a tricky question uh, because Pinehurst number two has a ton of really, really tricky green complexes. It's those kind of turtle back greens with the downturned um, kind of corners. Basically, any approach could be difficult. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I would, the first hole that came to mind when I heard this question is the second hole at Pinehurst number two. I, I had never played Pinehurst number two before the redesign, but I've played it a few times after. And the redesign is apparently why this hole is so long right now. It added 35 yards to the hole. Um, so I would say choose your tee box wisely on this one specifically. It's a beast of a par four. It also removed a lot of turf on the right side to expose those mounds. And it expanded that fairway bunker that is just so perfectly placed in your landing area that you know, you're know you just encountering a lot of obstacles when you play that hole. So I would say the second hole at Piners number two is, is up there. All right, so let, let's imagine as if someone's played 36, they played the second course. They played the fourth course and they're about to go to bed because they are dogged. Yeah. What kind of lodging options do they have? So there's uh, four different kinds of lodging options at Pinehurst. One is the Carolina Hotel, which is 
the resort's main hotel. If you've seen photos of Pinehurst and you see those bushes kind of carved out 1895, that's right in front of the Carolina Hotel. It's the poster child mm -hmm. of Pinehurst Resort. It has 230 rooms, so to this day it still offers more rooms than any other option, uh, and it's kind of where the the crux of Pinehurst Resort happens. Okay. The Holly Inn is located more in the village of Pinehurst, which if it sounds far, it's not. <laughs> Everything yeah. there is really, really close. Uh, and it's really has this old world charm to it. Like the, the floors kind of creak when you walk on them and it has the old school furniture and it's, it's really stepping back in time. It was Pinehurst's first hotel and it has 80, 82 rooms. The third option is the Manor Inn. Um, I've stayed there. It was always considered kind of the least desirable of <laughs> the options to stay at, which is why they're currently, um, it's currently closed for renovations and it'll reopen in August, 2019. I've seen photos or renditions of what those rooms will look like and they'll be great. Uh, before, not so much, but now it's gonna be mm -hmm. a great third um, kind of option to Pinehurst Resort. The condos at Pinehurst are is a collection of two to three bedroom condos. It's located about, you know, 10 minutes away from the Carolina Hotel. So it's not far and it's a great option if you're going with a bunch of buddies or your family or whatever. So let's imagine that someone wants to play golf at Pinehurst but doesn't want to stay at the resort. Which courses can you play without being at the resort? Yeah, so it's pretty common misconception to think that you have to stay there to play there. Yeah. You don't. Um, th these courses are public and they're open to everyone. Now, tee times might be difficult to come by with uh, on, on courses number two, number four, and the cradle, which you can only book if you're not staying at the resort a day in advance. So during peak seasons, uh, you might not be able to get on, but it, it is still open to the public. The other courses you can book up to five days in advance. Speaking of those other courses, a question from Gulf Dreamscapes. We hear a lot about number two, number four, and the cradle. All for good reason, but what is the hidden gem? I actually had to ask the head pro at Pinehurst, Matt Barksdale, this very question because I've played number two, I've played number four, I've played the cradle, and number eight. But then my personal experience with the other courses is minimal to none. So uh, I asked him what the hidden gem was, and now I'm really intrigued to play it myself. He said his sleeper pick is number three. Wow. Yeah. Uh, he's, he says it's a par 68. Great, it's a great course to walk, and it provides all the natural Pinehurst features like waste areas, tough greens, and it's still a fair test. Uh, it's 5,100 yards from the back tees. Wow. I and love he, that. Yeah. Yeah. Talk about old school. And he said it's a really cor it's a great course to get your hickories out and just try to tackle it with a set of just old clubs. <laughs> that's sweet. So yeah, that's that's his hidden gem. I'm looking forward to playing it uh, next time. But certainly, that's a great question because number two, number four in the cradle do get the spotlight these days. Totally. Speaking of the cradle, a question from J. Ryan Linville. How is the cradle similar to or different from Bandon Preserve? So the cradle is a collection of nine holes. Bandon Preserve is 13 holes. They couldn't be more different, yeah. really. As far as par three courses, they kind of offer a very, very different experience. So, okay, Cradle, nine holes, Band and Preserve, 13 holes. The Cradle, the holes measure in yards from maybe 40 yards to 130 yards. So for me, that means I'll never need more than an eight iron. Whereas at Preserve, I remember pulling out 
a six iron or a five iron. I think the, the, just some of those holes are a little longer. And also preserve, you get that view of the ocean from every single hole. And it's kind of tough. <laughs> you know, some of the holes are not automatic threes, whereas yeah. cradle is all about fun. Yeah. Uh, and you're really trying to almost get a, a hole in one on, on every single shot. And, you know, there's that music. It's it's just, it, it's about fostering that super fun, easy experience. Yeah, I guess my favorite part about the cradle, I said that I played every hole with a pitching wedge. Yeah. But you're going up with a pitching wedge, and then you're going down with a pitching wedge, and then yeah. you're going short with a pitching wedge. Like, it is all types of different trajectories needed to mm-hmm. actually have fun at the cradle. So. Oh, yeah. And those greens are really interesting. Wicked. Like the punch bowl green on number three. And yeah, it's just it, Gil Hans did a great job at making it very intriguing throughout, but also super fun. All right. So you've, you've drawn up a mega Pinehurst itinerary but maybe you don't want to play all the pinehurst courses you want to jump off of campus you want to play around the area question from jm riggs 19 best courses to play outside of the pinehurst resort but in the area yeah yeah the two that came to mind right away were pine needles and mid pines both of these are ross gems Um, they're very very close to pinehurst itself pine needles also they're very female friendly and so there's a lot of uh, junior events uh, for girls i'm sure for boys too uh, at those places so that those are my first introductions to the pinehurst area Um, and i would say that they're both equally um, deserve your time (laughs) or they both equally merit kind of attention and and if you do have time before or after your pinehurst resort stay check them out all right here's a fun one from jamie ross kennedy what is the truth about the bar where you can chip to the fireplace for a free round so i actually confirmed this with a couple people who work at pinehurst mark matt barksdale being one of them again and he's not so sure i had never heard of chipping in for a free round and he's not so sure about that either but we, we both think that you're talking about the Pinecrest Inn. And, uh, you know, Donald Ross used to own this inn. It's super fun. Um, you can chip uh, chip your way around uh, the Pinecrest Inn, but not so sure if you're going to win a free round of golf. <laughs> a question from uh, a questionable handle. We're just going to go with Rye. How does the overall experience compare to Bandon? The overall Pinehurst experience and the overall Bandon experience really couldn't be more different. Um, Pinehurst feels more luxurious in a way where there's a spa that is full service. At Bandon, their quote spa offers two services, a 50 minute massage or an 80 minute massage. Um, and, and at Pinehurst, again, there's that village of Pinehurst where you go off grounds and you really enjoy kind of the history there that Olmsted designed. And Bandon is really all about Bandon. You stay on property. There are, you know, res- uh, restaurant options, but there really is no town to go into that's designed for these golfers, you know, or to add that adds to the experience. Um, so I would say the main kind of differences in the overall experiences all go back to Pinehurst being, you know, one that offers a more luxurious kind of laid back feeling uh, or experience. Whereas Pinehurst is a grittier kind of roll up your sleeves and make it happen experience. From at Brian underscore Alexiak. It's not even a question. It's more of an order. 
<laughs> so demanding. Yeah. New dad looking for a quick weekend. Itinerary slash budget, please. So if you're a new dad, I'm guessing that mom wouldn't be so happy for, with you staying away for more than two nights. Right. So let's let's do one night, two days. So you get in Saturday morning. Uh, you get picked up by the airport shuttle service at RDU. You're at the resort by noon. I would play number four and then the cradle. And that gets you to like 730, mm-hmm. 8 p.m. Um have a nice dinner at the Holly Inn. That that dinner is awesome. And then you can go to the tavern after and have a quick nightcap before heading to bed. Uh, and then the next morning, play number two, bright and early, and then get picked up from the Carolina Inn, go back to RDU. Budget-wise, it's going to change depending on the time of year that you go. You know, we've already mentioned that early March, early June, early September, early December are great times to go if you're looking for a better balance of price with uh, with weather. Uh, but but look that up online. You'll you'll see Pinehurst is always going to be more on the expensive side, um, but you can stri- strike a deal and they do offer packages. The handle is Smooth Jazz Cowboy. Love that. Recommendations for people on structuring 36 holes per day when they're going to be there for a few days. Yeah. So I would recommend playing two and four on the same day. I think that would be a hell of a 36 hole day. Yeah. And, you know, because they do look visually similar but play very different, it'll keep you on your toes and very much intrigued and almost wowed. So number two and number four on the same day would be great. Um, And then you can back it up with some of those options that maybe are a good juxtaposition to number two and number four and even number eight, um, which is number seven and number nine. So pick one of those two and then balance it with a cradle experience. This will do. Uh, the next day, pick the other one. So let's say I was there for three consecutive days. I would start number four and then number two. Uh, I would I would save number two for the second. Uh, you know what? I'd go number two first <laughs> uh, because it's it's the tougher of the two. So I would I would play number two first, then number four, and then wake up the next day and play number seven and then the cradle and this will do. And then number nine, and then head out of there. All right. We've got five rapid-fire questions before we go. Uh, from Martin3AG, what is the caddy's most common advice? Listen to them. <laughs> Makes sense. <laughs> They've been around the block. All right. Uh, Joseph Maloney, 87, I struggle when down there to find good coffee. Any recommendations? Roast office. That's the one that I always go to, and it was, and it's currently in a redesigned post office. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. All right. From at Nick underscore D33, what is the best season to go in terms of balancing the cost and the weather you'll see? Shoulder season is always the best answer to this question. So, you know, if you're you're considering Pinehurst's peak seasons are from late March until just before Memorial Day, and then also from mid-September through mid-November, then the shoulder seasons really lie in early March, early June, early September, early December. So that's when prices are a little cheaper and you can still really score with great weather. At Jolene L. Wood, is Mert the caddy still working there? He is the best caddy ever. My intel says Mert hasn't been around for five years now. Wow. Yeah, but he was probably a great caddy because he's the grandson of Fletch Gaines, one of the Pinehurst Hall of Fame caddies, which is really, really cool. This one from at Mike Barrett 3 why haven't you ever invited me to go play with you and the gang? You're invited next time, Mike. (laughs) 
All right, and we promised five rapid-fire questions. This is our sixth. How has your unborn <laughs> child experienced so many nicer courses than 99% of golfers? I don't know. I guess he won the golf bug gene lottery. <laughs> His mom's addicted. <laughs> well, thank you guys so much for your questions. That last one was especially special to me. So thank you for asking about my unborn child. <laughs> um, but your questions really help drive these episodes. And next month, we're going to Cabot Links. So stay tuned. <laughs>